you guys just clear the air and yes we are back i am officially out of my quarantine slumber feels so good to be back i have a neat little setup here it's just me my new microphone and my laptop so let's get into this week's episode the first half is going to be about the future of clear on the air like post quarantine and then i did like a little q a on my instagram so that'll be like the second half okay so claire on the air originally started as a radio show at wmlu 91.3 at longwood university and i started it fall of my sophomore year and i don't know when you started listening in but if you've been here from the very very beginning then you know that It was more of like a talk show and there were different themes every week. Over time, it just got difficult to find people to come in every week without it being like the the same three people that are also calm majors that didn't mind talking on air. I felt like it wasn't getting anywhere and I really hate repeating myself and doing like repeated shows because I have so many ideas and so it's just stupid. Then it switched to just music. And then it was a different, like, themed playlist every week. But same kind of thing with that. I did really didn't want to repeat myself without it, like, being intentional, you know? Going into junior year, classic rock and country, you know? That's what I'm the most passionate about. I feel like I really know, like, those two genres super well. And then I could not bear myself to change the idea of my radio show once again. And so that's where Top 5 kind of came in. And then... Lo and behold, everybody knows Corona happened. And that really put a huge setback on me because Top 5 was getting started. We had like three episodes. The first show I posted was my one with Mark. And so basically what I did during like the big chunk of quarantine, I was like, this needs to go in kind of a different direction. Not necessarily new. Like it's still going to be music related, but I can't upload like radio shows if that makes sense because all I do is play music and then that gets into like copyright and you know it's just not going to work out that way which is totally fine students are supposed to go back to school regular time like end of August I'm assuming that the WMLU studio is going to be open so Claire on the air Mondays at 7 your same old rock music and country music will still be happening kind of behind the scenes of the seven o'clock live shows will be things like top five and then other music related topics for Claire in the air the podcast if that makes sense until school starts back up in august it'll be a mix of old top five shows so mark is already up and then I'm working on Megan's and then Aaron's. And then kind of in between those episodes will be like just me, my $20 microphone I got off Amazon and my laptop that is holding on to dear life because I have a fried battery. We're a hot mess, but you know, I miss doing this show and so we're making it work. Okay, now that the boring, like, info session is over, we are going to get into the Q&A. So, first question is, what is your favorite part about being a comm major? So, yes, I am a communications major at Longwood University, and so my concentration is digital media, 
So I do a lot of work with like editing, whether that be with like audio or video. It's a lot of fun. To me, editing is like therapeutic and I don't know how many people would agree with that because it, it can be very stressful and frustrating and if any of you are thinking about being a comm major going into like this kind of stuff, it does take a lot of patience. You have to be willing to accept criticism because I can't tell you how many times I've put together like a news package or just like a small like snippet of my documentary and send it to my professors thinking I'm like, oh, this is just shit. They're going to be so blown away. Like this is so professional. And then they come back with like a whole page of like criticism and like, you know what? It's fine. You know, we've all been there. Someone also asked, what is your favorite genre to play on WMLU? I was born on classic rock. So I hold classic rock really close to my heart. I listen to the Beatles almost religiously. I have way too many Rolling Stones shirts. I saw Foo Fighters in concert. And fun fact, if you didn't already know, the lead singer of Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, was the drummer in Nirvana. So he knows the legendary Kurt Cobain, which I think is really cool. I saw them in concert two years ago. We were in the nosebleed section. Like, I, like there was nobody behind us. You know what I mean? Like, we were up there. But we were on the side that was like really close to the stage, if that makes sense. So it's it like, it's called the Richmond Coliseum. Think of like the Roman Coliseum, but with like a big dome on top. We're in like the nosebleed, but we're close to the stage. And so it was still to this day. Keep in mind, I saw Five Seconds of Summer open up for One Direction. I still say seeing the stretch open for Foo Fighters in 2017, with the best concert I've ever been to. And I know that might shake a lot of people, a lot of my fellow Directioners or my fellow Five Sauce fan members, but like, let me tell you, this was the best concert I've ever been to. Foo Fighters song will come on at home, in the car, in the gym. Just kidding, I don't go to the gym. But you know what I mean, cleaning my room. That's probably more realistic anyways. And it takes me back to that concert like that's how you know you went to a good concert is when the song comes on and you're taken back to that moment that's how you know you went to a good concert if you haven't had that feeling yet I'm sorry so I am in Greek life and so I'm going to answer a combination of Greek life questions so I want to say like a quick disclaimer, Longwood is a very small school and so the advice I give is not going to be the same for everybody. Now this one question is what is your favorite thing about Greek life? We'll just start with that pretty broad question. My favorite thing about Greek life is like the close-knit community and like where I go to school it's already like a close-knit community like any organization you join. Like the radio station was the first organization I joined as a freshman. I didn't join Greek life until my sophomore year, but I already felt that like family connection in the radio station. I just always wanted to be in a sorority and I didn't make grades freshman year, so that's why I had to rest sophomore year. 
I remember as a first semester sophomore, I had friends that were in Greek life, but I felt like I couldn't hang out with them at big school events because they were always doing stuff with their organization. Once I joined, I realized that's not the case at all. But like, you do pay all this money to wear letters and be in this organization, so you might as well make the most of it. But I mean, it's done me pretty well. I've met some of my best friends in Greek life. I've met my boyfriend through Greek life. Like, you know, it's working out pretty well for me. But no, I mean, if you're thinking about going Greek, at the very least, go through recruitment. But every cheating line or cliche that people say about Greek life is how I feel about Greek life and I did not think that was going to be the case. This is really hard to do by myself. Nobody's here so I'm literally in my house talking to myself. Anyway, next question is what made you interested in radio? So I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't interested in radio at all. In my orientation class freshman year, we were required by my professor to go to like communication related organization meetings and then I'm pretty sure we had to write a paper about it and so a couple of friends of mine are going to the WMOU meeting and you know I'm trying to make friends I didn't really know anyone when I got to college these people that I relatively knew were like you should come with us and I'm like okay timid little freshman so we walk in and they're like playing music They're handing out candy. I was like, these people know how to have a good time. And they do. I signed up for every single committee, kind of by accident. And my entire freshman year, I didn't have a show, but I was super involved. I helped DJ like events. I helped with PR. I helped with events. I really just like helped any way I could because I wanted to be involved even though I didn't have a show. I didn't think I ever wanted a show. Like the thought of that was absolutely terrifying to me. And my friend Shannon asked me to be a guest on her show, Keeping It Blunt. I idolized this girl. So I was like, okay, I did then and I do now. And I was just like, okay, like, yeah, sure. Like whatever you want. And... It was so fun. I was like, oh gosh. You know, like I got that like rush of like adrenaline. It was crazy. And that whole summer I spent planning my show. Because I didn't mind like having a show after I got the experience. But I was like, what is it going to be called? What am I going to do? Like I have no idea. And then Claire on the Air was born. And my first show sucked ass. I will never, ever release it to the public. It was so embarrassing. So here's what happened. I was so excited. I had my ideas. Um, Jen, the chief trainer, was going to be on it. Aaron, who you guys have heard a million times, was going to be on it. And we were going to talk about high school. And we were going to play like high school type songs and I promoted the shit out of it. I posted it on Facebook for all of the old people to see. I obviously posted it on Instagram and everyone I went to high school could see it and they all wanted to listen in because they wanted to know if I was going to spill any tea about our high school to which I'm sorry I should have because I went to an all-girls private school for high school and I should have spilled some major tea, but I didn't. I was too nervous. I posted it on Twitter for 
you know, Twitter followers to see it. And we had technical difficulties. Like, the music just straight up, like, stopped playing in the middle of the show. And I freaked out. And I was getting all these, like, text messages from, like, my parents and old teachers and, like, old friends from high school. Like, everybody was listening. And then I was getting all these texts being like, what happened? Like, the music stopped playing. And it was mortifying. A lot of people, like, texted me, like, oh, like, it's a good job. Like, that was such a good show. I don't know if they meant it or not. I don't know if it was actually a good show or if they were like, ooh, she fucked up really bad. But we're just going to be like, no, like, you was good. Like, I have no idea what they meant by that. It was so bad. But, you know, we learn and we grow. And now I'm also doing the one thing I never thought I would do. And that is host a show by myself. One of my friends asked, is it difficult to find new songs each week for a radio show? So this kind of goes back to, you know, the whole like history of the show. In the past, yes. Like when I was trying to come up with different themed playlists every single week, Yes, it was difficult because I really did not want any repeats. Once I got into doing classic rock and country, it became so much easier. And I keep saying classic rock, but I try to make it rock and country. So then I can go between classic rock, rock and roll, alternative, and I'll call it a new wave of rock and roll. Because it's still kind of like techie for my liking. You know, like, it's not, like, the super dope, like, guitar riffs from, like, the 80s and the 90s and even the 70s. But, you know, like, it's our generation of rock music and I do want to pay my respect towards that. And then with country music, when you go to a school in Farmville, Virginia, you're going to have people that like country music. And that's kind of where the country music kind of came in. I felt like it was going to get more of like my peers to listen to my show. I didn't become an active country music listener until my sophomore year. And it's because my roommate Tori, hi Tori. I'm just giving everybody shout outs today. Tori and I would do homework outside of her old dorm and she would always play country music. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I vibe with this. Like we are yeehawing it up at Longwood. You know, it just fits the vibe, especially we met like spring semester. So it's warm outside, people are wearing like cowgirl boots or cowboy boots, it just worked. And so that's kind of how I fell in love with country music. And then over the past year, I've kind of been diving into older country music. And like, turns out like my parents listened to a lot of country music and I don't know where that was because I was raised on Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. There was absolutely no country music, to my knowledge. To actually answer the question, it's not so much harder now to come up with new songs because I don't mind repeating songs as much because as long as it fits the genre of music, I don't care if I played it last week. There are radio stations that will have shows where they play, and you guys know what I'm talking about, they play the same five songs like all week. After a while, I was like, you know what? Luke Combs is really like killing it with one too many. 
I'm gonna play that this week again. You know, like it's just it didn't matter to me as much. I definitely got more looser about my show. Oh, this is a fun one. What is your favorite frat party song or songs you would like frats to play more often? So I have two answers to this. One time I was at um, my boyfriend's fraternity house, because that's where he lived. He lived in the house where they had all the parties. Not as gross as you think, ladies. Depending on the guy. I got lucky. Just to give you, like, like a quick disclaimer about my boyfriend and I, we're very much kids at heart, and we're very big Spongebob fans. We played the, like, party rave song. I think it's called Dance Rave. I think that's the official title of it. But it was when, it's from the episode where Spongebob, like, brought home a jellyfish. And then the jellyfish threw, like, this big, like, house party. I'll, I'll try to insert a snippet of the song right here so you guys can, like, you know, understand what I'm saying. I played that at a fraternity party. That wasn't even the crazy part. The crazy part was everybody got super lit because everybody knew what it was from. And it was the funniest thing I had ever seen in my entire life. So that's my first answer. That's the favorite, that's my favorite song I've ever heard play at a frat party. Songs I like to hear more often. I'm going to be honest. I love the rap songs that are played at parties. I like kill the lights when that's played at parties. My sorority always does like a little dance to Cotton Eye Gel for some reason. I would like to hear more alternative songs at frat parties, like early, late 2000s alternative songs because that triggers an emotion and a lot of people that they don't, that like they don't normally show. Like that brings the little shy emo kid out in all of us and personally I think it is a great bonding experience because it's like oh you were like this too I like you so much better now you know what I mean like if you were to hear um let's see if you were to hear we the king check yes Juliet at a party and you're already wasted your inner 12 year old emo self would emerge to the party like, All Time Low, Jimmy Eat World, um, We The Kings. Like that, like, that kind of song that, like, you may or may not have grown up with. Because I, just feel, I feel like it's something we can all relate to. I know rap is not everybody's favorite genre. And neither is, like, cheesy pop music. But I feel like... A good chunk of like young young adults, like college students, like rock music. I'm not even mentioning country because I have way too many friends that just would rather have somebody like run over their foot than listen to country music. So I won't even touch that. I feel like rock music, like obviously the super popular like classic rock songs would really appeal to more people if that makes sense because it's kind of the last place you would expect to hear it but when it comes on I've, and I've seen this before it really just brings everyone together 
and harmony. No, that was gross. But yeah, so play more rock music at frat parties. If there's a frat that, so there's one frat at Longwood that, like, they have the Spotify open on a laptop, and they just leave it. If there's an opportunity like that where you go to school, please take advantage of it. They're doing it for a reason. It's so people are playing the songs that they like to hear. Because otherwise, it's going to be underground rappers and TikTok. Which is fine for some people, you know. I don't discriminate. I think that's all for questions. So... Be on the lookout for Megan's top five episode. Also, be on the lookout for social media for our Battle of the Boy Bands. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and I'll see you all next time.